No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday Night Edition, Daily Boogie Fucking Podcast. Hope you had a good weekend. I certainly did. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. So little time. A bit of an action-packed weekend, one might say. If you were paying attention, a couple of happenings were happening. There was a doings, a transpiring. There was going-ons. There was comings and goings. There was tomfoolery and scuttlebutt in no particular order. So a lot of that going on over here. You all know what's happening over here. I'm keeping you posted. It's, it's good times. Um, I like to be optimistic. Very optimistic kind of guy, obviously. So, you know, it can't be all bad. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you'd like to share the show out, please do. If not, well, whatever. If you'd like to leave a tip, you know how to do it. And you can follow me on Twitter, Applegee Bumper. If you're out there, if you're hanging out, if you're doing a stint. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, down here in my little country, otherwise known as Australia, right now we're having a safety marathon. It's all about protection. It's all about safety. And things are going well. You'll be pleased to know. Uh, We were reliably informed over the weekend that due to the preventative measures taken by law enforcement, uh, we have now prevented future lockdowns from occurring, which is nice. It's a nice thought, isn't it? I mean, and and so, so pleasing to hear that announcement, obviously. People rejoiced. When the police came out and said, no, because of our, you know, exemplary efforts over the weekend in, uh, well, just to give you an example, they banned um, Uber drivers and taxi drivers from taking people into the city (laughs) on the day. So fearful they were apparently of so many people turning up to a protest. So, you know, these measures, a lot of measures were taken. I mean, it's not called... You know, around here, it's not called the Ring of Steel for nothing. (laughs) So after a great effort on the weekend by our law enforcement officers, uh, we can now come out and announce, guess what, good news. Because we managed to keep a a handle on things, because we managed to keep everything kind of in check, we have now prevented an un... An untold number of future lockdowns from occurring. So give every, you know, give yourselves a round of applause, really. I mean, if you think about it in those terms, you know, the future catastrophes that we have now averted, you know, we've, we've shot off that timeline now. We're in a much safer future now, thanks to things like this. Uh, when you think about it in those terms, it's really no discussion at all, really, is it? I mean, we've got to, we've got to trust the science here on this one, I'm afraid. Really? Everyone keeps telling me to trust the science. I keep hearing that term over and over and over. Yep. It's what we're doing around here these days because of the future safety. But we'll get to the future safety later on. How about the current safety? Uh, As you know on this program, ladies and gentlemen, we support pretty much anything in the name of keeping people safe. We do. Here at Team YouTube, we're very much (laughs) pro-protection and pro-safety. So, of course, I met this next story with uh, glee, obviously, that, you know, we're taking things so seriously here. Rescue dogs shot dead by New South Wales Council due to COVID-19 restrictions. Just going to let that settle in. I want you to, if you haven't heard this story yet, I want you to just imagine what that means. Think about what does that look like to you? Imagine you're in the room. What does it look like? What does it sound like? Just picture it. Okay. Now, listen to the story. (laughs) 
Several impounded dogs due to be rescued by a shelter. That, these every every sentence of the first two paragraphs of this story is key. It will send a shiver down your spine if you're paying attention to the words they are using to describe what's happening. Okay. Several impounded several so several impounded dogs due to be rescued. Exactly, Ted Dabrowski. Imagine the conversation. You know, I think we should just shoot them. Really? Is that what you think? Yeah, I think so. Why is that? Well, it says here in the rules that we've got to do whatever is necessary to prevent people from breaking the current health guidelines. If they're only coming here for the dogs, then we better get rid of the dogs and they won't have to come here. We're protecting people. Yeah, that sounds good. Don't see any problem with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's incompetence you can vote for. And in fact, it's worse than incompetence. It is. Let me, let me get... We haven't even started yet. Several impounded dogs due to be rescued by a shelter. So they're, all, they're already lined up to be saved. People have already claimed these animals and said, okay, at a future time, we will come and collect them and give them a good home and take care of them and pat their sweet little heads as they drift off to sleep every night, right? Give them affection and attention. These, uh, you know, sometimes just abandoned dogs or abused dogs just kind of left out to their own devices. And somehow they make it into a shelter and then somehow they get the miracle, the, the miracle fucking Hail Mary pass for a puppy or a dog or an older dog. They get the miracle. Somebody says, you know what? We'll give you another chance. We'll give you another shot. Come with me, boy. Come with me, girl. Let's go. And it's pats and treats for the rest of its life. But so after that, you know, that jubilation that one might feel after that kind of positive high, this is when things start to turn. Gypsy of diamonds with the diamond. Vantage of steals the diamond, Gypsy. Says they are acting like Peter. Well, they, to be fair to them, they haven't stripped down to their underwear, covered themselves in fake blood, and, and you know, crawled into life-size vacuum bags on the street. No underscore evil tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Have a bump for based info from the ground in country. Thank you, sir. I will have a bump. Thank you very much, sir. Say no evil. So, I mean, you know, you're the family, right? Imagine you're the family on the other side or the, the shelter. In this case, it was a shelter. You're like, you know, we're going to save some lives here. We're, we're only doing good in the world, surely. You would, you, would, you would think to yourself that kind of saving unwanted dogs from a premature demise would generally be viewed by people as, you know, a, a, a well-meaning, generally nice thing to do. Like, it's pretty hard to, you know, you know what I mean? It'd be pretty hard to construct a, a, a barbaric dystopia with the dog rescue people at the centre of the conspiracy. It's just not going to happen. They're the, they're the people that you kind of, you worry least about because they're really just doing it for the puppies and stuff for the little doggos. So it's generally a positive force of energy in the world. <laughs> so, you, you you know, you go through all the legwork and stuff, whatever it takes, and you've, you've scooped up several dogs. Their word in the, in the article, several dogs have been collected by you, and you know what? We're going to save them. Well, unfortunately, we've got to trust the science on this one, and there are health restrictions in place, ladies and gentlemen. Several impounded dogs due to be rescued by a shelter have instead been shot dead by a rural council in New South Wales under, quote, listen to this, its interpretation of COVID-19 restrictions. Hang on, interpretation? Interpretation? What? <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond, this will help the suicide rate they now ignore. I, 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 I haven't even gotten into, to be fair, I haven't even got into like, you know, psychology. I, I can't, I can't, I can't dare to think about 
how someone was thinking when they came up with a decision like this. Like, I haven't even got that far into the wormhole yet. It's still, for me, it's still kind of a, a pretty shallow observation of, like, just imagine the way they were... How did they get to this point, just the conversation in the room at the time? Who ultimately said, you know what, this is the right thing to do? Because whoever that person is, uh, they might be well heralded in, you know, the public service circles wherever they are, whatever department they're in, who knows really who's ultimately responsible for anything. It's all kind of a team and then it's not and who knows, but... So whoever is ultimately, you know, kind of put the green stamp on this particular one, on this particular story, they have no right in any way, shape or form enforcing anything over anybody at any time. And they should be like immediately respectfully uh, removed from their duties and sent off into the you know the employment pastures of the world. I'm sure they'll get another gig somewhere else. Do it nice and quietly. Write them a nice fucking reference and then, okay, see you, mate. Thanks for, your, thanks for all your hard work. But we'll take it from here. <laughs> At least that's what I'd be doing if I, had, if I had any clout whatsoever, which clearly I do not, which means this person's probably going to go on and have another stellar 30 years at the helm and then retire themselves to a nice little property just outside of Canberra where they maintain a vineyard for the rest of their life. Perhaps. Berkshire Council in the state's northwest killed the dogs to prevent volunteers... I mean, it's... <laughs> Berkshire Council in the state's northwest killed the dogs to prevent volunteers at a Cobar-based animal shelter from travelling to pick the animals up last week. And I mean... Don't read too much into this, or maybe you should, I don't know. But I think there's something to be said at that point for, you know, the inherent yet not often spoken about dangers of, you know, this kind of robotic adherence to the rules and the guidelines when mixed with a kind of self-righteousness that you're saving everybody and you're doing the ultimate right thing and and you can't be questioned on it you know you, you know whatever whatever means necessary you know because at some point if the story is to be believed as it's written and it's been now kind of spread around i saw the new york post fucking tweet an article about this so it's it's, it's trending in new york um, so if the story is to be believed, then at, that means at some point somebody had to stand over this dog with its, you know, with, its, with several of them. So it wasn't just one. They, they made a pile of them. Okay. And at some point someone had to stand over him with this little dog with its, with its big eyes looking at them. A little dog that had already been promised to a shelter who was going to take care of them and pat their little heads as they go to sleep, right? He's been given the, the ultimate fucking golden egg Hail Mary pass in a dog's life that you can possibly get. Born, disowned, slashed, abused. Shelter, uh, fucking second family, second chance. Cuddles by the fire and snacks. And little, little puppy snacks. And after the after the news arrives, guess what, Fido? You're going to another home. This family wants you. Then old mate shows up. Then then old mate, the government employee, shows up with a shotgun or or a pistol. I'm sorry, sorry if I get the caliber wrong, just in case some fucking idiot says, ah, oh, listen, this guy doesn't even know what bullets we used, because <laughs> there'll be someone like that. So whatever round you put through the back of that dog's head, you know, all in the name of keeping people safe, I guess. And like I said, you know, uh, whoever would be ultimately responsible for a decision like that being okayed at whatever level, I don't care 
Somebody at some point said yes, right? <laughs> I mean, you're using like a firearm, so it's not something you can just go, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you you kind of, you probably kind of discharge uh, firearms on government authority without kind of passing that to someone else. So somebody had to green light it. And, um, you know, kaboom. <laughs> OLG has been informed that the council decided to take this course of action to protect its employees and the community. <laughs> hey! Thank you for keeping me safe, local council. Gee, I'm glad you, I'm glad you shot, all those, shot all those dogs because otherwise I'd be really afraid of COVID. Put those two together. Thanks, thanks for shooting those dogs that have been promised to a shelter. I'm glad you did that because now my family is safe from COVID once again. <laughs> again, at some point, somebody had the conversation and decided this was a good idea. Utterly fantastic. The Herald attempted, <laughs> of course, <laughs> this should be of no surprise to anybody. The Herald attempted to contact the council administration multiple times, but received no response. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, don't you think we should put out some kind of statement or something? Nah, fuck them. <laughs> They'll forget about it in a day or two. I mean, all in the name of safety, all in the name of keeping people safe. It's brilliant because you can never be wrong. Then, can you? You can pretty much. You can pretty much. Uh, mor- you know, you can morally justify one's actions. You know, up to shooting little dogs at a, at a rescue fucking play. Who were to the the reasoning here? Because I know people are going to say, "Well, what do you think that they do with the dogs?" Of course, I know what they what happens to the dogs after a while and there aren't claimed and stuff. Uh, the difference here is, I think, the key difference here on this occasion is these dogs were killed in order to discourage people who had already agreed to come and pick them up from going there. So instead of just like not shooting the dogs and saying to the people, look, I can't tell you what to do, but if you come up here, then obviously, you know, you're breaking the guidelines and we can't be a part of that and you know i can't be associating like you know there'll be hot spots and shit so i'm sorry we can't do it if you come up here i'm you know there's nothing we can do you'll be you'll be busted no 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 this this council decided you know what if you're going to come up here and get the dogs we're going to fucking shoot them what do you think of that that's what happened it was specifically to prevent the people from collecting them A source who is familiar with the arrangement said the shelter volunteers were distressed and had COVID safe measures in place to handle the dogs, one of which was a new mother. So they slaughtered a puppy mum too. That's nice. A, a, a puppy mother who had, who had already been agreed to go to this rescue shelter. No, instead of going to the rescue shelter, it gets shot in the head. Because of COVID, apparently. There's no justifying that. And that's what I mean. You know, of course, we all know what happens to the poor little puppies that don't get picked up at the shelter after a while, you know. Got to circulate the beds, I get it. We know what happens. But there's something particularly cruel about this one. There's something particularly cruel in dispose, dispatching the animals in order purely to discourage somebody from picking them up because in your mind... You're protecting people from COVID and doing that. So we're now killing in the name of COVID safety, basically. If you want to boil it down to a one-liner, we're now we now have government entities. This was remember, this was a government council, okay? This would be like the mayor's office doing something like this. For everyone outside of New York, because you're used to this, killing I mean, you kill old people. And just kind of let him off. <laughs> So here the, gov- here the government's restricting themselves for the time being to just killing dogs instead who had already been promised in the name of COVID safety. So a government entity is now killing things in the name of COVID. 
which is, if, if you just take a moment to consider that, should be horrifying. But alarmingly, it it's not, people don't care as much as you think they might, because they really don't. We're so we're so hyper partisan now and so hyper political. I mean, you can tell somebody you can tell somebody that these you know these dogs were slaughtered after they were promised to somebody else in the name of COVID safety. You can tell them that, and they'll probably say, "Yeah, well, you know, probably fucking Labor dogs or something. You know, probably Liberal voter dogs. Fuck them. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of that going on, and it's silly. Of course, it's silly, but what are you gonna do? People are silly." There you have it. Um, I'm going to put that link in the chat for you. Give a little love to the Sydney Morning Herald because they don't get enough. And often they complain that they should be getting government funding and shit. So send them a link. Send them a a couple of cents because that was worth giving a pat on the shoulder to. Fucking horrific story. All right. So we've done the. Do- I just, I just think there's a special room in hell for people who can make those kinds of decisions. You know, what what kind of society do you want to live in after COVID? Do you ever see that? Do you ever see an after COVID future being part of our future? If so, okay, they'll say yes, I do. We're going to get through this. Okay, good. What does society look like after? after we're through the end of it. Because right now, you're, you're kind of cheering on, you know, the slaughtering of innocent rescue dogs and, uh, you know, randomly pulling people over and it's kind of getting a little bit... I think you're enjoying this too much. No, so just chill. I mean, ironically now... Ironically, you'd, you'd be concerned because I think now... If you say something like, you know, uh, I think we may be perhaps using a little too much of a heavy hand here and we should be concerned for the future in term in terms of what kind of, you know, what kind of normal are we going to have? What kind of normal is, is this new normal going to be? And if, if you're not careful, you might say the wrong thing next thing you know. You'll end up on some fucking... If you're in the States, you'll end up on some no-fly list or something. And uh, the no-fly list stuff that's happening in the States, because they were... You know, what was it about a month ago? Fuentes apparently was on the no-fly list. I don't know. That's just what other shows were saying. So I'm like, okay. I'm not going to research it myself, so whatever. So if it's wrong, I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm just, I'm just Chinese whispering it. I'm just telephone gaming it. But apparently that was a thing. It's like, that's been happening for a long time. But I don't see it go. I don't see it swinging back the other way, you know. I mean, at the moment, pretty soon you won't be able to go around anywhere without flashing a green tick on your iPhone. Hey, this person's COVID safe. Sweet. Looks like I can get into the restaurant tonight. So long, suckers. <laughs> if anything, we're going horrendously fast in the opposite direction but nobody really cares so let's carry on oh, really Twitter video you're gonna do this to me now Twitter video really is a shit of a thing I mean it's good when it's good but when it's bad it's, it's worse It's not only out in the streets where people are ignoring health warnings. Homes are becoming havens for spreading COVID. The home is a haven for spreading COVID. I mean, she's so serious too at the same time. That's how I know. That's how I know it's very serious. I mean, look at that. Look at that face. You can tell she's not fucking around here. Guys, the home is a super... Every home is a super spreader event waiting to happen. <laughs> I don't want you fucking around back there. I mean, I've, I've made the reference before, but I think I'll give it another shot. It's like when the parents go out of town for the weekend and you're at home and they turn around to you and say, okay, no parties. 
Yes, mom. You can have one friend over, just one. And I want to, I want lights out at 9 p.m. because I'm sending uh, your uncle over. He's going to check on you. Okay. Okay. Now I left some Uber, I left some Uber Eats coupons on the counter for you. Thank you, mum. Thank you. It's okay. We'll just sit at home and order pizza. Don't even have to go outside. Fuck going outside. <laughs> so it's the constant. I think you know because we're going to have a look at some protest footage and stuff, and I think more, even more so than just the policing and shit. Yeah, I don't. Uh, if you're trying to make it, if you're trying to address a health issue with more policing and more punishment and more crackdowns and stuff, it's just never going to look good. And and more than the restrictions themselves, I think people, if you ask them, are probably more upset by the fact that they're getting constantly talked down to all of it. You're constantly speaking down to everyone. You're berating people. And I mean, you know, the, the, the righteous indignation. These these are disgusting people. They should be locked up. I mean, you're putting everybody at fucking risk here. Fuck you. You're a health risk. Because you're straying into that territory now. And I think if you ask people, a lot of them might just say, no, no, fucking. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe. But despite record infections, the Premier says she hasn't lost the hearts and minds of the population who are enduring the long lockdown. <laughs> We're winning the hearts and minds. Where have you heard that before? I remember when that one was going around. Speaking of Afghanistan... I mean, we heart and minded the shit out of that place, didn't we? <laughs> I mean, they loved it. So this was taking place over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a little, here's a little sneak, a little snapshot for you. Uh, this first one was apparently in Melbourne. Let's have a look. Six police officers are recovering in hospital after the wild scenes in the heart of the city. Two have broken noses, another with a broken thumb. For the first time during lockdown protests, police deployed rubber bullets to try to disperse the 4,000-strong crowd. Rubber bullets. Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, I'm glad we're considering everyone's safety so much. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad everyone's protected and safe here. I mean, think of the lives we're saving. Think of all of the future lockdowns we've avoided by, you know, stamping it out, getting on top of it, taking them down, taking them down, taking them out. <laughs> All right, let's see what they're doing. Mimi Becker has the latest. Right. Hi, Mimi. A so-called freedom rally. So-called freedom rally. I, I have noticed that it doesn't matter if the people who go to the rally call it the freedom rally. They're always going to call it the anti-lockdown protest in the media. Every time. See, you know, uh, uh, you know, a BLM rally would be a pro-equal rights rally or something like that. That's the way the media would describe it. That, you know, they could call it the Marxist rally for youth indoctrination or whatever. They could call it whatever they want, but the media would call it the pro-equal rights movement or something similar, right? And if 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 your main kind of driving mechanism in life is to, you know, you want to preserve individual freedoms and individual liberties and civil liberties, civil rights, right? If you, if that's your if you're you're kind of a liberal in that sense then um, it doesn't matter if you call it the Liberty March or the Freedom March or the fucking happy-go-lucky Barney is a cunt march. It doesn't matter. It's always going to be the anti-lockdown march. <laughs> it's going to be the anti-science riot. 
the anti-equality marches. And that's all, and you got to remember, that's all you will ever be. Never going to be the other way. So once you figure that out, the rest of it kind of writes itself. That erupted into anger and arrests. Oh. I mean, it's it's quite. If you want to consider the last twelve months, just as an observer watching the internet, in the last twelve months, I have seen videos of police with their knee on somebody on the street be both um, cast as the most horrific footage I've ever seen, and in the same twelve-month period. Uh, be cast as the most heroic action to protect public safety. It's both things. Right? I mean, this is glorification. Hey, getting in there, getting the job done. It's like, what the fuck do you want us to think? Which one do you want? No, 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 no. This is a righteous knee on the person on the ground. Oh, okay. this is the righteous knee of justice now. Oh, okay, because I thought we hated the righteous knee of justice. No, no, that was the racist knee of Satan. We hate that one. Right. But we like this one. Yes, why? Because this one's keeping people safe. Ah, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense to me. Stop resisting. As thousands resisting. took to the streets united in their fight. <laughs> Lonely chef in the chat, he's like, stop resisting. He had three coppers laying on him. <laughs> It was three on one. Sir, <laughs> stop making us do this to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you make them do something to you, you should apologize immediately. I'm sorry for making you do this to me. It's inhumane. It's unconstitutional. I mean, this is. I mean, we can't. We can't allow this to go through to the fucking catcher, ladies and gentlemen. She is. The, she's at her protest. Apparently, she's at the freedom protest or the anti-lockdown protest. Uh, she's dressed up. She's had the hair done. She's streaming right now whilst holding a puppy. Okay, so that we can't allow that to just, you know. Let's let's not fucking let's not jerk each other off and pretend that everybody there was a fucking freedom fighter. <laughs> right? Let's not do that. Come on now. Gotta be fair. <laughs> I mean this ladies and gentlemen, this is a mummy blogger here. This ain't no freedom fighter. <laughs> Unless she's like Superman. And, you know, should, she's going to jump in the nearest phone booth and then come out completely different. She's going to do the reverse Superman and put on the bold frame glasses and then fly around. But she'll only her only superpower will be flying around getting up people's asses about SJW shit. She'll go complete opposite. Like, because we're, we're in the Bizarro world. Oh, did you see how we tied all that together? Isn't that wonderful? I want to I pay special attention to the uh, officer here, the constable. Just get a nice shot of the constable there. If you see just over her shoulder, just above the puppy's head, there's only one copper that's looking at her out of all of them, and he's really looking at her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> just get a nice zoom in of that, if you want. I mean, hey, not all of these anti-lockdown fascists, which is ironic. I imagine calling them the fascists. Uh, not all of these anti-lockdown science deniers are all bad, you know. Now, there was a couple of good ones out there. Oh, is that your puppy? Hey, little fella. Hey, little fella, how you doing? And that's when the copper says to her, look, I'm sorry, ma'am, we're going to have to shoot your dog because of COVID. Hand him over. <laughs> and they just they just do him right there in the alleyway in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Right there, the screaming. <laughs> the people would be clawing at it. You can't do this.
Now fuck off back home so we can keep you safe a little bit harder. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, if you want a piece of advice, young lady, then never, ever, ever take your dog to a, an anti-lockdown rally because... Our recent experience with government is they will kill dogs in order to prevent you from having freedom to pick up a dog. So, you know. Don't, don't, I mean, that's like throwing him into the gates of hell. You're not even, you don't even have a fighting chance. If you're going to go to your freedom rally or your anti-lockdown rally, please, ladies and gentlemen, leave your puppies at home because they're not safe around the government anymore. I mean, they can't help themselves. They're frothing at the mouth. Itchy trigger fingers for your little puppers. So, of course, I mean, if, you, if you're going to have yourself a, an anti-lockdown protest or an anti-lockdown riot, or as I like to call it, an act of bioterrorism, if you're going to do something like that, then... Of course, you're going to be responsible for more COVID cases, right? I mean, this is this is obvious to the science, to the scientific community. We know this to be true. We also know to be true that when there were uh, protests of a different nature around the same time last year, that they had no effect on COVID cases whatsoever. You know why? Because Delta is different. Nah, nah man, it's because Delta, bro. Because Delta's like a thousand times worse, literally. Right. So, I mean, if you consider this, you know, these numbers and these people out there flouting, as they like to do, then, of course, things are going to get much, much worse in the, you know, in the COVID field, in the scientific community. Good morning and welcome back. You are watching welcome Weekend back. Today. Well, the threat of a new COVID wave is sweeping across Melbourne after violent anti-lockdown protests swamped city streets yesterday. I mean, you remember, don't you remember on this show not that long ago? I, I, we... Uh, what was it like a month ago after the first protest i'm like look you know obviously i agree with people's right to protest because i was agreeing with the people who were protesting last time out as long as they weren't you know setting fire to buildings and shit i kind of i don't know i maybe i'm more morally fucked up i kind of draw the line at shit of you know setting fire to buildings killing people i don't you know i don't kind of put that in the acceptable category <laughs> Maybe that's just maybe I'm just a cuck. I don't know. Right? Fucking life cuck over here. Doesn't even want piles of dead bodies in the streets. I don't know. What a pussy. Pussy fag. <laughs> so you know, I supported their right to protest as well, but it was always gonna be a question of does it help or not? Like you know, the emotional argument is, you know, should we do this or not? That's the emotional one. Because it's, you know, emotionally, you're like, no, fuck these people. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to stand up for myself. It's an, it's the emotional argument. And I get it. But it is. Because the other argument is, is it effective or not? Is this going to help or not? What are we trying to achieve? Does this aid in the achievement of that aim? And I don't know if it does. Because it's only ever going to be shown one way. It's only ever going to be painted one way. It's only ever going to, you know, give false justification uh, justification or justification, whichever side of the fucking argument you're on is irrelevant because the same thing happens anyway. It's either going to give false justification or justification to more stringent, more harder policing, right? More heavy-handed policing. So it escalates that. And, you know, the more harder, the more heavy-handed the policing, uh, you know, 
the more you're willing to compromise on what your freedoms are, if you know what I mean. If, if this makes sense. Like, if you've been living in fucking communism for 60 years, the first day out of communism, you're not going to go out and start showing fucking gay porn on TV and stuff, right? It doesn't work that way. No, no, no. The day after communism, you're going to be pretty much the exact same way you were, except a little bit less communist. You know, if you, if you live your entire life in a very, you know, kind of fundamentalist religious society and then you move to a very liberal Western city, very rarely is the person going to just like start doing porn the first day and, you know, doing cocaine and, you know, being a degenerate and shit. They're not going to do that day one. No, no, they, they might go to the beach and take their, their headscarf off and feel the sun on their face or something and have an ice cream. <laughs> they never go full out straight from the get-go. So when, you know... The media is only ever going to show it the one way. It's only ever going to be used as justification. Whereas I think a more effective thing to do if you were going to do anything, and I don't condone anything being done, of course, because here at Team YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, we believe in keeping people safe. Here at Team YouTube and here on The Daily Boogie, we respect our elected officials who make decisions like shooting rescue dogs in order to discourage people from travelling to pick them up. People who had already promised the dogs and made homes for them, including one of which was a recent puppy mother. (laughs) So here we support the government. The government knows what's best for us. I'm glad people that come up with decisions to slaughter dogs in order to discourage COVID transmissions somehow. I'm glad they're deciding what's good and bad for us. I really am. Where would we be without them? I I dare not think about it. So much more than, this is a very long-winded point, but much more, I think, than, you know, protest footage and pepper spray and shit, if we're talking purely in terms of effectiveness, I think as a strategy purely, polite disobedience is probably the way to go. And don't worry, I'll have an example of polite disobedience for you later on. Because those are the kinds of videos that get shared around on the internet where people, that like there's no media spin on it, there's no commentary, right? You know, somebody's just politely saying, um, I don't think this is fair. And they're like, you know, either kick your door down or arrest you or fine you or whatever it is. Those are the ones that make people go, whoa, whoa, hang on. I think we're going a little too far here. Whereas images like this, you show the same people these images here, rightly or wrongly, regardless of any sympathy with your overall general point and view, Rightly or wrongly, they'll watch this and they go, oh, fuck these people. Fucking what are they doing out there attacking the cops and stuff? Fucking fuck that. Fuck them. No, you know, they, they, they'll they get defensive because that's, what's, that's the way it's shown. That's the way it's going to be. Whereas if you show them a video of like, you know, an Instagram influencer, somebody, you know, the police knocking on their door and interrogating them at their door if they know anything about protests and shit like this, right? That's the kind of thing that makes people go, whoa, hang on a minute, what are they doing that for, right? So again, I would just say, is it effective or not? Well, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Clinical epidemiologist, Professor Nancy Baxter joins us now from Melbourne. Good morning to you, Professor. Thanks very much for your time. Hi, Professor. How far back did this protest set Victoria yesterday? Oh, here we go. Unfortunately, we're not really going to know for several weeks because, um, you know, it does take a while for the spread to occur, for people to present for testing. (laughs) I mean, we don't know how bad the infection was, but we know it's going to be bad. We'll tell you in a few weeks from now. (laughs) Sounds very scientific. A few weeks, huh? I mean, can you give us a ballpark, maybe? 
there's a lot of modeling getting passed around these days. A lot of models being done. Hey, we know how many people are going to have COVID down to the 10th of a number of a fraction 150 years from now if we let Starbucks keep selling drive-through coffee. We've done a we've done a model on that. Oh, okay. Well, how many people do you think will have it in a couple of weeks? Oh, I'm not sure. Those anti-lockdown protesters, though. I mean, luckily, there were knees in throats and puppies being slaughtered. I mean, we took care of them. We got on top of them. But who knows how devastating, you know, the, the toll, the case toll is going to be. A couple of people might die. No doubt. But the case toll is really what we're concerned about here. Obviously. These people may be reluctant to present for testing. Uh. So hopefully this this won't set us back, but it does have the potential to. And so what I really hope is that no matter what circumstance you are, no matter where you've been, that you do come forward for testing as soon yeah. as you develop symptoms. Yeah. Um, you know, the contact tracers won't hold that you were at the protest against you. They won't no. advertise that you were at the protest. They just want to know when people develop <laughs> symptoms and who their contacts are. Look, we're not going to say anything. <laughs> Your secret is safe with us, brave protesters. We just care about the science. Well, that's good to know. That's reassuring for the uh, the criminals. Speaking of criminals got another one for you here this this shit is like australia's most wanted right now man have a look at this it's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers among the most concerning (laughs) this is the news okay listen this is what you would call editorializing all right have a listen to this again this is how this story starts this this is not an opinion show like this is not a tucker or a a fucking uh, Rachel Maddow kind of show. No, this is like the six o'clock, supposed to be the straight up and down, just fucking straight news. All right? Believe it or not. Yes, winning TV with a diamond. The protest set back the hard work we have done. Exactly. I mean, if you can prevent a protest, you save a lockdown in the future. So I've been told over this weekend. So I was so reliably informed. So, yeah. So this is not an opinion show. This is just straight up and down news. Have a listen to this first opening sentence one more time. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. The wrong thing. I mean, yeah, people are out there doing the wrong thing. And, you know, I for one am glad that government is doing the right thing. Like, for example, rescue dogs shot dead by New South Wales Council due to COVID-19 restrictions. I mean, I'm glad the government's out there doing the right thing, you know, because the wrong thing would be thinking that you can go and pick up these rescue dogs and save them. That would be the wrong thing to do. Because we're going to keep people safe. <clears throat> Apparently. <sighs> Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police. He's on the run from a hotspot. Like running man. <laughs> <laughs> on the run. He's on the lamb, I tells you. We got a fugitive on our hands here. Let's go. It's those doing the wrong thing driving our record case numbers. Among the most concerning cases, a COVID patient who's tonight on the run from a hotspot. Police and health authorities have issued an urgent appeal. Anthony Caron knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth 
as he sneezes and splutters. The 20... I mean... Look, and people always get the wrong idea with me, you know? Because that will be interp- me laughing there. Some idiot's going to interpret it as, oh, I'm not taking COVID seriously or I don't think it's wrong or whatever it is. No, I just think it's funny that here we are, apparently, you know, a grown-up civilised society. <laughs> and, you know, we're talking about he's on the run. I mean, it's, it's, it's like we're watching a true murder, you know, <laughs> type program. And this guy's just like a fucking killing machine or something. He didn't even cover his mouth. You know, it's just, that's what I find funny. I mean, it's silly. Too silly. <laughs> it's a nice robe, though. He does look comfortable. If if that's the footage of the guy just wandering out, I think, oh. If that's just, if he's just wanted, it looks like he's got his phone. Has he got a, you know, packet of ciggies or something? Or, I don't know. I'm because you know what it looks like? It looks like he's just kind of had a falling down Michael Douglas moment and just snapped. You know, it looks like he's just gone, fuck this. And he's out. And to be honest, I would think, honestly, that that would happen way more than it actually does. I'm amazed that it doesn't happen more than what it does. Because if this is the way we're going to report somebody just kind of going, oh, fuck this, I'm, I'm leaving. If we're going to treat it like Australia's most wanted and he's out there, he's a, he's a health risk to everybody and he's a killer on the roam. We would be hearing, if it happened more often, we'd be hearing about it all the time, but we don't. I can't remember really a story. Like there was one story where a security guard was banging two of the chicks in quarantine, which I thought was chat as fuck. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed because he became a super spreader, you see, because the two chicks who were in quarantine, he was fucking both of them. And then he was out on the town having sex with other chicks. <laughs> he just, but you know, the, the news didn't cast him as a, you know, a kind of evildoer. They couldn't help it. He was just kind of cast as a pussy magnet. <laughs> oh no, what a horrible reputation. So that's really the only other one I can think of. Because to be honest, I'm amazed that if, if you lock what has to be now thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people into isolation in a hotel room for two weeks. I mean, you know, if you're a, if you're a kind of inner city journalist type, you probably feel right at home in your apartment for two weeks on end. Not everybody's the same way. Some people, if you put them in a fucking room for two weeks and say you can't go anywhere or do anything, even though you think it's dumb even though you think they're like an evil person or whatever, maybe they're just like, I can't fucking look at these walls anymore. I need to get the fuck out of here. Because maybe that's the bigger threat. Now, of course, this guy just so happens to be COVID positive, which of course makes the... That's the thing that puts the saucy edge on the story. You know what I mean? That's this. He was also COVID positive. But a lot of people who are, you know, in quarantine, well, every, everybody else who isn't COVID positive in quarantine doesn't have it. <laughs> Some people test negative four or five fucking times and they have to spend quarantine in a month if they go through two fucking states. Imagine being locked in a hotel room for a month, a straight month. Fuck that. That's like solitary confinement. They say, oh, look, you've got your Netflix. <laughs> we gave you Netflix. What more do you want? You'll be right. We'll just drop the food at the door here. Yeah, you know, you'll be right. <laughs> Maybe not everybody will be right. So I'm, like I just said, I, I'm surprised this wouldn't happen more often because that's what it looks like he's done to me. It just looks like he's walked out his bathrobe and, walk, and hit the street. And going, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just walking. He's doing a Forrest Gump. I'm just going for a jog thing. K. 
Karam knows he is COVID positive when he steps into this public lift. Already breaking so many rules, he doesn't bother to cover his mouth as he sneezes and splutters. The 27-year-old is still infectious but has gone missing from his Wentworth Point apartment. A warrant now issued for his arrest. Your crime, sir, is being sick in public. Sick in public. And hey, just be careful because we might shoot your dog as well. Okay? To keep people safe. So sick in public? (laughs) All right, write it up. Get a judge to sign it. Let's go and scoop him up post-haste. We've got to take this criminal down. <laughs> apparently. This 27-year-old chap who apparently chap. has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus is one example of the worst of the worst. This 27-year-old chap who apparently has expressed the view that he doesn't care less whether he spreads the virus is one example of the worst of the worst. (laughs) There's little sympathy for anyone ignoring the health orders. No sympathy. Even this group of teenagers caught partying after dark at the bottom of the North Bondi Cliffs. (laughs) I mean, here you are. Here you are like a 16 or a 17-year-old. I mean, fucking, who hasn't done something like this? Everyone's done it at least once. Even like the really, really, really nerdy kids who used to study all the time have at least one occasion in their teenage high school years of going to some place, whether it be a park or a beach, and, you know, having a few beers or whatever with friends, right? Everyone's done it at least once. Even even the most straight kids have done it once at least. So here you are in 2021. I mean, look, we're shooting dogs, right? We're stopping, um, you know, mothers from traveling in a state, even though they've been double vaccinated and tested negative four times. We're stopping them from traveling in a state to care for their cancer-riddled daughter's children while she's going through chemotherapy. Can't do that. Got to keep people safe. We're shooting the dogs. <laughs> here, here you are, like a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old. 16 and 17-year-old, that's the time, historically, for every other generation, you know, at least for the last couple of hundred years. <laughs> that's the time when you start, you know, going out there and touching boobs and many of your early boob touching experiences will be at occasions where you and your friends go to like a park or a beach and drink a few naughty drinks that's how it happens it's a goddamn rite of passage and so but now what you can what can happen now if you're a 16 or 17 year old I've I've spoken about it before, the camera phones. If I could blow up every camera phone on planet Earth safely, (laughs) um, then I would with a press of a button because they can't party and relax anymore, the kids. No, because any time they fuck around or have, you know, one too many drinks or whatever, someone's going to film it and you'll end up on the fucking internet. So they're, they're all raised on the internet. None of their childhood was ever internet free. It's imprinted on them. And their behaviours. So they can't even chill and relax. And now if they try to have a few sneaky drinks in the in the in the you know distant hope that they may get to touch a tit while they're having a drink of that girl that they used to see at school two years ago. <laughs> and you know, they've we've been doing all this growing up via Zoom now. You know. In a, in a lame attempt that they might get to touch her tit, what happens? The police helicopter flies over, 
puts the fucking spotlight on you. And next thing you know, you are face ground, uh, face down in the ground, like this chap over here, this little chappy over here, right there, uh, with cops standing over you. Your friends are being handcuffed. And then, and then the minister will come on TV and say what a selfish criminal you are. Terrifying, huh? Fuck being a kid now. Fuck being a 17 or an 18 year old now. They have got it way hard. And, you know, I, I, you know I've done it sometimes too, but especially kind of older people like the kids don't know nothing they've got it fucking so easy and stuff oh i i doubt with the amount of older people blowing up on facebook that i've witnessed over my life i doubt any of them could handle being a kid now not one of them i mean try growing up in an environment where you you want to have a couple of drinks with your friends down at the beach there's four or five of you you're hoping to grab a boob for the first time next thing you know you're face down with handcuffs on Fuck that, huh? Rest in peace, boobs, Jenny B. <laughs> yes. All right, let's do one more here. One more quick one, and then I'll get the hell out. I thought this was worth a mention. The horseman, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to see an example, not that I'm endorsing any behaviours, because here at Team YouTube, we care too much about safety. If you want to see a, an example of polite disobedience, I think this is probably it. With a horse. The thing I love most about this. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, it is a man wearing jeans and a t-shirt riding bareback a white noble steed through the middle of the uh, kind of protest crowd. And he announces in a, in a very big voice, you know, just cross the border. They cannot arrest all of us. But then my favorite moment is he turns on the horse and just before he kind of takes off into the, into the sunset, he gives it a little, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite bit. Yeah. <laughs> and gives her a kick, you know. Get out there. Yes, a pale horse. <laughs> Cross over! Everyone, go across the border! Cross over! They cannot arrest all of us! Yeah! <laughs> the yah is like the sign off of the hero at the end of the fucking shot, you know what I mean? After the hero kind of throws his whip around the girl who's hanging by her ankles in the trap and he brings her down and he knocks out a bad guy and he jumps off the roof onto his horse and they have a moment they share a smile thank you for saving my life australian desperado that's all right sweetheart they can't arrest all of us yeah <laughs> Cross over! Everyone, go across the border! Cross over! They cannot arrest all of us! Yeah! And off he goes. <laughs> and listen to the cheer. <laughs> the big cheer to send him out. Yeah! All right, cats. Thank you for joining us on this Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie. Don't forget, follow some of our friends. Winning TV, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Um, everyone's favourite lover of French woman, Mersh. Who else you got? Uh, Rusty the Iceman or Iceman. Forget about the Iceman. Give Royce a follow, too, while you're at it. You know all the people. You know all the people by now. All right, so I'm pretty sure I'll be back tomorrow, but if not, I'll see you next time. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.
Crossover. I cannot arrest all of us. 